Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Sophia Petrillo, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth. In Yo I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood To lick it right, lick it good Show you how to Oh god, that's good I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets So open wide, honey I'm coming In <laughs> Hey there and welcome back, folks Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz And how you all doing? Hopefully well Because technically today is November 4th the day after election day but jokes on you i'm still in like halloween mode trick or treat i'm actually recording this you know a little bit before the election just so i can have some space to breathe depending on what happens actually no matter what happens i feel like we all are <laughs> to need a moment of laughter and breath and like namaste my ass home <laughs> And just meditate on on life and and the world and the state of the world and all of those things. Um, speaking about Halloween and the weekend that was Halloween, a couple of weeks ago, my mother had informed me that we were not doing um, daylight saving time. And what happened? We did daylight saving time. So fake news, Mama Gladys, fake news. I don't know where she got that information from. <laughs> but why do parents feel the need to lie to us? First, it was Santa Claus. Then it was the Easter Bunny. Then the Tooth Fairy. And now, Mom, it was daylight saving time. <laughs> well, on with the show, because today we have another fantastic episode as the gay celebrities um, are just not stopping here on In Yo Mouth, people. I am so excited for today's guest because she is fabulous. I hope that saying she was okay, but uh, <laughs> please help me or join me in welcoming the one, the only, Dan Pelosi. Say hi, Dan. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm loving watching what you're doing. It's amazing. Well, you know, it's um, it's 
it's my hidden talent. I, I don't even know what, I, what to say about I can that. see it and it's glorious and I love it. Uh, thank you so much for the kind words and thank you for giving me time out of your very busy schedule to come play with me on my big gay podcast. You're so welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Well, in your mouth, listeners, you may know Dan better by his alter ego, Grossi Pelosi, via his website and his Instagram. Just to give you a little, you know, a few factoids, Dan by day is the creative director for some big name brands, but you really may know him more through his amazing cooking recipes and via his site and Instagram named Grossi Pelosi. Did I get all of that right, Dan? Sounds good to me. Right? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, thanks so much. My site is dampelosi.com, but like it'll be, we'll talk about it again. So we're good. Yes, for yeah. sure. And we're going to plug all the things. And if you yeah. Google Grossi Pelosi, you yeah, come up in a million places. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love coming up in a million places. Because, well, I bet you do, honey. Uh, <laughs> Because I was telling Dan before we started that I, I did the full on stock down to the honey, apps, honey. I found you. You found me on Scruff. I'm gagged. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard. Let's be clear. But congrats to you. Yes. Thank you so much. But before we go anywhere and do anything yeah. in the grand tradition of In Yo Mouth, today is November 4th and I want to wish you Happy National Candy Day. Woo! I mean, gorgeous. I, these things keep getting lamer and lamer. Can I just? I don't even you? really like candy, but I'll celebrate it. I mean, is it like um, who was that? Like an I want candy? Or the, is that? Oh, what yeah. we're... I I'm more of like Mandy Moore. Like I'm crazy for you. I'm missing you. Like candy or something. Yes, that's where I go. But like, can I ask a question? Is candy inclusive of like chocolate and fudge, or is that a separate thing? Like, is candy like hard candy shirt like what where do we draw a line with candy i never know i think fudge is is crossing the border it's crossing the border it's crossing the it's definitely crossing the border i said i don't like candy but what i really don't like i love like i'll have like a chocolate covered almond i'll have like fudge like i like that stuff but i don't like like candy candy anyway i mean i mean because m&ms are chocolate Allegedly. But they're also candy. But they're also candy. I think M&Ms are candy. To me, candy is like packaged stuff where like I'll eat like homemade, like gorgeous chocolate candy. Thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was the sound bite. Homemade, gorgeous, gorgeous chocolate candy thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Packaged. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, glad we but, find that territory. It was important. But listen, I live for a Kit Kat bar, especially fresh out of the freezer. Can't do it. No, not not a break me off a piece of that. Um, not really. No, no, well, that's not, okay. it doesn't excite me. It doesn't well, excite me. Well, we don't discriminate here on in your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no matter absolutely. What. No, I mean, I listen, I'll watch you eat a Kit Kat bar all day long. Oh, okay, okay. I'll send it. <laughs> please send subscribe me. to my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I've been asked for that OnlyFans, trust me, many times. Listen, um, these these days the kids are making all the money. Everyone's got one oh, yeah. except for except for me. Except 
for me too. All right. Uh, I didn't find I didn't find your OnlyFans, but I can't well, I can't speak for you. I don't have one, but most of my followers are like straight women, so I don't know. The, I'm hoping maybe I'll get a few more gays to come over to my territory after this podcast. Who knows? Maybe people will follow me. Well, yes, and I just recently found out that I'm huge in India. Shut up! Oh, no I'm, joke. I'm six foot two and like 260 pounds, so I'm also huge in India. In a different <laughs> way. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god! So, um, yeah, it's it is really crazy, and I don't I don't even know how that happened. But who told shout, you? Shout how'd out you find, to you. How'd you find out? My shout analytic. out to India. Shout oh, out shout to out India, to and shout out to all of you out there listening, because I live for you out there yes, for sure. Gorgeous. The men, Indian men are like... Oh my gorgeous. God. A South Asian like, man, I will please. I will gorgeous. eat like a piece of candy. Ah, gorgeous <laughs> homemade candy. Yes, gorgeous homemade. <laughs> <laughs> like see, a chocolate with like a curry spice would be so... That would be good. Be oh my bad. God. You know who does those? Um, and shout out to you, not a sponsor, but I'm I'm sure, you know what? I am happy to give her all the, the free sponsor ads here. Um, R- Rhonda Cave down at Ronnie Sue's uh, Chocolates in the Lower East Side. Shout out to Ronnie Sue. Yeah. Uh, they Love make her. they make the best butter crunch. Um, everything. It's this little sounds like well, Sounds like what I would eat, right? Like it yeah. sounds like what I'm talking about. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Homemade. Homemade. Mm. Looks like someone made it with their hands on a machine. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know what? Happy National Candy Day to all of you out there. Go out and de-stress after this election madness um, with your favorite Mm -hmm. candy. And moving right along to calling on our gay ancestors. Did you know, you know what? This was really, really interesting, Dan. Um, And I usually only do like one day in gay history. I like I pick a year. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, in 2008, California voters banned same-sex marriage with Proposition 8. In 2008, also, um, Arizona and Florida voters passed constitutional amendments banning same-sex marriage. Also in 2008, Arkansas voters passed Act 1, which effectively bans adoption by same-sex couples. Oh, girl, that was a day. I mean, it was a... Can I tell you something? I was living in San Francisco in 2008, a little baby gay... I so vividly remember sitting there and hearing it happen and the reaction of all my coworkers. And I've been bringing this up a lot because I've been having the conversations with the straights, the Republicans who I went to high school with on Facebook and telling them that like the Supreme Court matters. Like I've watched my rights be voted on in my lifetime. It's terrifying. So I very much remember that day. And I, I've been talking about it a lot because it's it's a little bit traumatic to, to ha- not even just a little like it stands out and it's real. It's very, very real, especially with the nomination of what's Ugh. her bucket into the Supreme Court. I can't. Amy, even Amy, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I Amy Candy do Barrett, it. don't do it. <laughs> don't speak name. Don't speak evil into existence. No, 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 no. Now I'm going to have to sage this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I'll leave. I'll go. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Please I'll don't. Go. Please don't. Like, okay. uh, I'm looking at the beautiful Vache, right? <laughs> uh, it, it makes up for it all. But folks out there, if you um if you are wondering what Dan looks like and his gorgeous food, please head over to his Instagram while you are actively listening to the pod at Grossy Pelosi. You know, please do that, right? Please. And yeah, uh, and take a gander. You know, it's almost like eye porn, like you know, oh, with all so the sweet. food. Well, you know, burn yeah. a few finger calories, get over there, and 
You'll yeah, see a little bit more of my because listen, I'm intermittent fasting, so I can burn. I need to burn <laughs> all the calories as as fast as I can. So yeah, I was just saying with uh, the nomination of what's her bucket, you can tell that it matters because the Supreme Court decides a lot of these cases. And absolutely. And and oh, hopefully we're not taking a step back in time, Lord. Well, <laughs> I think it's safe to say we are. I think, you know, I've been trying to explain this to people who tell me that I need to get over myself and I need to calm down and this is actually not going to happen. And I can't explain to them enough that like the fact that it happened to me once in my life and all signs point to the, the, the Supreme Court is so heavily weighted conservative. It's like, what do you expect me to be doing right now? Really? Like it matters. And it's, and I'm so, first of all, I'm so lucky, so privileged. I have the best life ever. But still, I may meet the man of my dreams. I want to get married. I may want to adopt kids. Like these are real things that matter to me. So, do you want to adopt kids? I don't want to get married or adopt kids, but I'm open to it. Like oh. I can't. I think it's really hard to sit here as a single man and be like, I want to have kids and I want to get married because it's like, I, if I meet someone and we decide together, I can't set up those expectations. Like I think it's strange. So I'm open to it, but I don't see myself doing either necessarily but I want to have the option and and more than me I want others to have the option I have so many gay friends who are married or engaged who are planning on um I make a great uncle let me just say that you know yes you and me both I am the fun uncle I teach them all the bad words I bring them I bring them all the presents right I will have I'm going to my sister's because her three kids got on a call with me and all of them invited me at the same time to spend Halloween with them and they insisted I come. So I was like, yes, please, I will be there. And I'm dressing as my mom, who is their grandmother, who they're obsessed with. And it's going to be the cutest thing ever. I'm so ready. Like me being in drag as my mom in front of my nieces, I'm like a nephew. I'm like, that is heaven to me. That I love <laughs> all of that. Yeah, it's going to be, and I'm doing like, yes. not just my mom, but I'm doing like my mom as a drag queen. So like the wig has sparkles, I'm doing like exaggerated looks. I'm going for it. You know, it's it's very like, oh. glamma is what yeah, it is. It's, and so I was, I've been saying my, they call my mom Grammy Jackie. And I was like, my drag name is Glammy Jackie. I love it. I Glammy love Jackie. it. So I that's where we're headed. That. Oh my God. Well, I want to get to it because I need, I want to know more about you. And I'm Ugh. sure, I'm sure the listeners are just chomping at the bit right as as they burn those calories scroll yeah scrolling oh my god you're probably i have a lot of pics it's insane okay ask away i'll try and be concise oh don't please we are here we are here to talk we have a we have a good 45 you know commuter time it is all good you know, a hot 45, right? We are not time queens here. No, I mean, I have food in the oven, but I put it in for an hour because I knew we'd go over. So we're good. I popped it in and sat down. This may have to be a (laughs) two-part. Listen, I'll come back as much as you want. I can talk. I am a chatty Cathy. Yeah, you and me both. So I I really want to start at the very beginning from creative director right and making gorgeous things and gorgeous rooms and yeah. things and you could see that all online folks because uh, the articles are out there down to the entire interior of dan's apartment which is also really hot on my pinterest so just go there for the apartment oh yeah and pinterest Please. i found out is still a thing right Didn't oh remember. honey 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 we'll talk about it yes um to cooking internet sensation how does that even happen 
Um, honestly, it was the result of a couple really small choices. I've always done a lot. I've always been like a creative. I've always cooked. I've always entertained. I've always thought things were funny. I thought things were pretty. And that was sort of how I like, I just expressed myself in all these ways. And I haven't never really like put one thing out front. Cause I was, I was like, I'm everything. I'm not one thing, you know, that whole thing. And then last year, 2019, just sort of was like a bad year for me. And I was trying to buy a house and I lost it. And so I was like heartbroken. I lost my uncle who was like, we'll say queer on Halloween. Um, And he just was such an amazing presence in my life. So I just, I have an annual cookie party. And at my holiday cookie party, which is my favorite day of the year, I just got so much attention more than every other year before. And I have all these friends who work in food. And I was like, you know what? Like 2020, I'm just going to go for it with the food on my Instagram and see what happens. So the end of December, January, February, early March, I was giving you like food, food, food. I was giving you recipes and the highlights. Suddenly, I was a weekend cook. Suddenly the pandemic hits. March 13th, I'm like working from home. Everyone went and found a fuck buddy. I stocked my pantry big mistake, but also best idea. So (laughs) I was literally like stock, stock, stock every day. I'm cooking. I'm like working from home and cooking because I'm so lucky to be able to do that. And I was sharing, sharing, sharing. And suddenly it's like, I had set myself up to look like a food account. I have all this knowledge. I had never really like formed it into a thing. People found me. I mean, I had like 7,000 followers on March 13th and I was quickly at 10K, 20K, 30K. I like was furloughed for a couple months, launched a website, launched a charity product line. Like I just, because I've been working in marketing and fashion and design and I understand brand, I was able to turn this into a brand because I've done it for so long and people were asking for it. Like I'm not a narcissist. I mean, I'm sort of a narcissist, but like people were asking for it and telling me that I was getting them through the pandemic. So it was like a decision that I could have never known its impact back in December to sort of focus on food and see what happened. Pandemic work from home. Suddenly it's October and like, it's, I am so busy and so lucky and so blessed to have a full-time job still that allows me to work from home and do grossy. It's unreal. I, I can't even, it's been wild. And where did the name grossy come from? So when I was in college, because I'm ancient, the movie Never Been Kissed came out with um, Drew Barrymore and they call her Josie Grossy in the movie because she's like a whole like, you know, she's cute and then or she's like a nerd and then she's beautiful. So when I was in college, you know, everyone was stoned. I went to RISD, I went to art school and I would I went away to Europe for a year and I would call back and one night I called during a party and all my friends were like, Grossy Pelosi, they were like making fun of me, calling me Grossy Pelosi and they were like chanting it because of the movie. And I was like, that's hysterical. And everyone just started calling me Grossy Pelosi. So like 20, 20 years ago, it started. And I've just been using it because I think it's so funny. And it's literally stuck. Like everyone calls me, like that knows if they're calls me Grossy. I'll never be able to get rid of it. It's like, you know, am I in a garden or a fucking Tessa? It's that thing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I think I think you're a little bit more fabulous than I either. No, no shade yeah. to either of those ladies love, out there. I love her. Please. I want her to hand over her dynasty to me. I don't know what's taking. Ina? She needs to retire and officially I want to like pass the baton to me, right? Like that should just happen. So that way, so that way you can be like, if you're not cooking with turkeys that were far that were uh, yeah, grown by hand. Exactly. Grown by hand, came out of the womb of a <laughs> They're gorgeous handmade chocolate. 
Yeah. Or gorgeous <laughs> homemade chocolate. Yeah. Starbucks exactly. fine. You can eat that Twix honey if you couldn't make it at home. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Have you always cooked? Yeah, my whole life. I, I you know, I, I grew up in the kitchen. My mom had me on the counter. My hands were in everything. My grandparents were incredible cooks. My family's Italian, Portuguese. I was the chubbiest meatball in the entire world. I was just eating. We were talking about food. It was the center of my universe. Talk about is. a great mix of uh, culinary cultures, uh, Portuguese and Italian. Oh, it was so good. It was so much energy and love. So much pasta and, and rice. Pasta, <laughs> rice, and swearing, bread. And swearing. It was so good. I mean, it yeah. was just hysterical. And like my Portuguese aunts, I just did a recipe last week of a really beautiful Portuguese recipe. And I called my aunties. I mean, I was calling them all from their graves. I was calling a couple of them who are still alive. We were getting all the intel. And then I was channeling them with my mom who came to cook with me who's the Portuguese side of the family so much fun I need to do more Portuguese stuff that's incredible I've actually always um and maybe you'll inspire me even more so now I've always actually wanted to call the um my father is one of 10 and Uh so I have a a slew of aunts uh, hanging out hanging out in Puerto Rico and my mom's a really great Puerto Rican cook Mm. as well and like create this like cookbook just calling like finding home because because when my parents divorced my father's my my father's side of the family all disappeared for many 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 years and we still kind of barely talk but like Mm -hmm. we're in at least we're in communicado Mm -hmm. now and so like finding home and like really reaching back to those roots and and and, you know, even comparing rices, because I think like my mother's, you know, rice is probably the most epic rice I've ever had. But, yeah. then, you know, compare that to my aunt's rice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, that that's what I've been doing. I've been calling everyone, getting their version of the same recipe and then coming up with my recipe. And I've been doing that for years, but I've been able to focus so much on it in the past year because I've been at home. I've been, it's just, I've spent so much time on the phone with my mom, my dad, my grandfather, Bimpy, who's 98. He tells me the same recipe every day and it's like heaven. It's the best. It's such a good thing. And that's, that's what I'm about. You know, it's been really nice. Yeah. You mentioned Bimpy a lot on your website. He seems to be a very uh, big influence in your life. Oh my God. I mean, Bimpy, well, Bimpy and my grandmother who passed away like 20 years ago, they were really the cooks, you know, and, and I spent so much time in their basement. Italian families typically have like a second kitchen. That's the real kitchen. That's like the workhorse kitchen. Other cultures do this too. In fact, I've heard a lot of Indian families do this. So shout out to India, but they really have like a second space and their basement was like a full kitchen with like three huge freezers. They had like a mini bodega full of canned goods and they would just like cook and I would sit on the stairs when I was really young and I would watch them cook and hang out with them and then eventually I would go in there and cook and my grandfather still does it we're so worried about him walking down the stairs to the kitchen because he's 98 and I'm like listen if Bimpy dies via like falling into the kitchen down the stairs I hope there's a meatball in his house but like what a way to or in his mouth but like what a way to go and of course I'm not like asking for that to happen but like Bimpy loves to cook in his basement and that's where I spent so much time so it's just like such a beautiful thing. And and I call him now all the time. He's had a hard time because of the pandemic. He's spent a lot of time alone. Um, and my uncle who passed away lived with him his whole life. So he's more alone than ever. So it's just a whole thing. But he's an icon, the best. I talk about him all the time. I went to visit him. I shared him a bunch. And people just can't get enough. He's a great I, I, I love that. Maybe for the holidays, you need to 
install one of those like chairs that like that'll take <laughs> that'll take him down there safely so he can cook. Yeah, but he'll swear the whole time he's in the chair. Like you know but what I mean? Le- he won't he won't use it. But at least he'll be safe. It, I, we'll all, we'll all feel better, but he won't use it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do it's it for a- us. It sounds like my mom, who's um, I won't say what her age is. She she'd kill she's me. Eight, but she's eternal, right? She is a, an eternal flame, and um, and I buy her things like I bought this like really fancy coffee canister, yeah. right? That's like, like airtight yeah. and this and that because she wanted it. Did she? Nope, yeah. she didn't want to use it. And yeah. all these fancy gadgets, nope, yeah. doesn't use you. it. You know, she you. has all like a Google Home, a big Google Home. Amazon Fire things, yeah, she has, no. like all the technology, and she'll still call me. She'll be like, "Hey, can you look this up for me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my mom is hysterical, and actually, this is part of my costume. But she answers every phone call on her watch, on her Apple Watch, and she's like, "Hang on, I'm on my watch. I have to call you. I'll, I'm on my watch." And I'm like, "Where's your phone? Just like pick up your fucking phone." <laughs> so my drag is to talk to everyone via my my Apple Watch. I love that. I love that. Um, Something else that I love, and it's in one of your articles, um, is the importance of a dining room table for you. And I found that really, really, really special. And somewhere where I think you and I meet, although I live in 120 square 120 square feet in Times Square. So there is no room for a dining room table. But like the important, talk to me about the importance uh, of this dining room table. Well, the dining room table is where it all went down my whole life. I mean, it's just the spot to be. I listened, I would sit there for hours. When I was a kid, I was fidgety and I wanted nothing more than to get up and leave. And, but, you know, people would talk and Bimpy would sit at the head of the table. He's the first person to sit down on Thanksgiving. So when I moved from the village, I lived in the West Village in a very small place. I couldn't have a dining table. And I found this apartment in Brooklyn and it's a huge wide open floor of a brownstone. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to design and have built my dream dining table. And I really like, that was why I spent a lot of money on it, but I found someone who I knew who could build it. And it's just been like the heart of my apartment. It's basically a WeWork space right now, which is great (laughs) because I have two roommates and we have plenty of room. I mean, it's like a 10 foot long table and the legs are set in the center. So you can squeeze people around with no, I hate getting a leg in the middle of my leg and a table when you're trying to eat. So it's like this floating tabletop. I have all these great chairs. And it's just a space to gather. And I love like, you know, I'm famous for my dinner parties. I love bringing people over who don't know each other to have that conversation. It's just like the best. And the fact that the very center of my apartment is this like table that I built, it just makes me like so happy. And I think that that's good. You should indulge in those things. Yeah. And I love, I love just the spirit of wanting a space to commune for everybody and gather around and keeping you know, keeping that piece of your heritage as well yeah. of being always being around the dining room table, whether it's yeah. working or eating, or there's always, yeah. there's, it's always a meeting space. It's a meeting space. And, it, and my uncle, Tony, would always say in Italian, nessuno fa vecchio su tavolo, which means no one gets old at the table. And it's this Italian saying where like when you're sitting down and you're eating at the dining table, time literally stops. And I just like think that's so beautiful. And I've said it a bunch and people are like, probably if those of us probably have heard that, but I still, I'm like, that just needs to be said. Cause when I was a kid, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And now I'm like, I just want to sit and chat forever. Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. Many, many moons ago when I had my first blog out, 
I used to throw something called Big Gay Thanksgiving. And um, and so basically it was my idea because, you know, uh, my family is now small because I take care of my mother and my brothers around and whatnot. And so like those big, I longed for the days of big, those big family Thanksgivings. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I would, I would cook Thanksgiving dinner for like 12 to 18 of my friends. And there would always be a humdinger, what I called a humdinger, which is like a random stranger that I would meet, like at at the bar or somebody that I'd meet. No, I I, I don't (laughs) think grinder was a thing back in like, oh, nine, 10. Is grinder that old? Uh yeah I don't know iPhone grinder maybe it was around the same ish time maybe uh, but I don't not think, on grinder okay. no we weren't we weren't so app focused back then I remember and Gosh. there'd always be like some random person and um and the rules were I made all the food all the time yeah right? because, that's my rule don't bring yeah, food don't it. bring food a because you know not everybody. Not everybody yep. cooks, and I've gotten a lot Listen. of flack. I've gotten a lot of flack for this. people. No, don't fuck with me. I have a few yeah. friends. Do you know who Andy Baragani is? Yeah, bon he's like my yes. best friend. He can bring food. A couple others can bring food, but otherwise, it's like I just let me take care of it. it it's so me, exciting yeah. for me to create the full picture. I always yeah. say, bring wine or bring weed, and that's it. Like it's all I need, and that's all we needed, and. Yeah. It became so popular that, um, and I could only cook for so many out of 120 square feet. And we yeah. would dine up on the roof of that. this of this building so that cute. there were all these co- these cocktail. Um, there were all these copper cocktail tables that I'd push together, oh, so yeah. it make this one really long copper table. Oh, I love it was that. stunning. And, one of, and I'd let one of my friends do all the centerpieces. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It, that he was a centerpiece queen with but name tags and everything. You need, one, you need one. Everyone needs one. Right. That's and gorgeous. and she did everything. And I'd spent four days cooking everything from appetizers to full Thanksgiving meal. You know, and people would argue like as the years went on, because like the invites would have to change because I oh yeah I couldn't like that's invite. how my cookie party is. I'm like, honey, I can't I can't have everyone here, but it's the best because it's like that's the kind of thing you want. It's like you want to have that be known for that kind of thing. Yeah. I love it. And it got, it even got down to the point where the rule was, uh, rule of entry was three bottles of wine. Oh, I love that. Because we just sit. We'd always yeah, have, high, we'd have high hopes of like going out to the bars and partying yeah. and this and that. No, nobody wanted to do that. Everyone wanted to like sit and just be and commune. That's a testament to you. You know how to throw, you, if people don't want to leave your house, like that's the best, right? Yeah. Like and, you nailed it. And then it would be days of doing dishes in my bathtub, but that's, that's <laughs> oh, I love. Oh my god, I've never. I've done like the champagne and the drinks and with ice in the bathtub. Like you make that your cooler, but I've never done dishes in a bathtub. I well, you get you get creative when you live in a tiny space in oh my, god, in the middle amazing. of Times Square. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. You know, I I was dead for two days afterwards anyway. So like, I yeah. would just roll out of bed, do some dishes, put oh them away. Yeah. Well, now when I cook for as much as I do. My feet hurt, my back hurts, my knees. I'm like, oh my gosh, falling Please apart. Please tell me uh, you have, and this is a product plug, right? Uh, but I, not for me. But one of those like comfort mats in the kitchen, they've changed my life. Oh, no. Send me a link. I need that. Oh, I will send you. I'll totally send you a link. You totally need it. It's literally changed my life. And for those of you out there who know what I'm talking about, if you know, 
you know. I need I need it immediately. And something you need to know about is yes. something <laughs> I like to call and the fans love to hear a little bit of food news update. Yes. Oh, food please, news, honey. You ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. A new site tracks when McDonald's ice cream machines across the U.S. are broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's great. So, yeah. So exciting. I would hate to be disappointed. You know? I, 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 did you know about this, right? I, no. I mean, as someone who eats homemade gorgeous confections, I don't necessarily yeah. see you going into a McDonald's. But it, it may be I, a, haven't, I haven't been in a, a McDonald's in years, but I used to do a, I used to go, my grandmother would take me to McDonald's when I was a kid and I would love it. I would love the cone. I would love a little chocolate sundae with, I remember the nuts, the like, the, the nuts were so little and I and, I remember I remember the nuts. Yeah, they were like so, so they were so specific. Um, oh, so yeah, we're well, talking you know, about what? two different nuts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two nuts is usually what I'm talking about. <laughs> At least, well, yeah, you know, and not small. Uh, but we digress. <laughs> they come in multi. They come in two. They come in two. So two nuts, not, four nuts. Not always. Not yeah. always. Sometimes they come in one. Uh-huh. The level of kink I love. Okay, great. <laughs> so McDonald's were, we don't have to worry anymore. Fair not. You now know if the ice cream machine, I guess the ice cream, what that says to me is that the ice cream machine is broken often enough. Did you know this? This is a thing. This is a. I mean, it feels a, real to me. I can't imagine that McDonald's has their like act together. It's a running, it's literally a running joke now that like, Oh, McDonald's, there are memes out there about McDonald's ice cream machine always being being broken. I just discovered this uh, via, after I read this article from Delish. Thank you, Delish. But there is this man out there, Rashik Zahid, created a new site called McBroken.com, which provides a map of McDonald's location and little dots that indicate if their ice cream machines are working or not. So, like, how does he get that intel? Does he have, like, inside information? And well, this like is... plant in every McDonald's? This is what's crazy about it. Basically, according to Delish, McBroken.com tries to order an ice cream sundae online every 30 minutes and changes oh. the color of the dot based on whether it's marked as available or, or unavailable. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, he's spending something like... Where is it? $18,752 every minute at every McDonald's in the U.S. to figure out which locations have broken ice cream machines. But he's not actually paying. Like, he's ordering and then canceling? Or is he ordering? I think the way it works is that since there are more broken machines than non-broken machines, the orders get canceled out, oh. you know? And so you're actually not... so many McDonald's across the... Like, okay, this is a gag. I'm freaking out. I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> well, you know what? You became you became a famous foodie during quarantine and Rashik is doing, you know, is doing the work of the people here. He's doing the Lord's work. KFC's fried chicken scented fire logs are available at Walmart this year to make your spirits bright. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what? Fried, so your fire... Taste and smells like fried chicken? 
Yes, honey. Yes. I need so, to get this for the neighbor behind me who has a fucking log and their log fire every night in their backyard and my whole apartment smells like their fire. So I'm going to make it smell like fried chicken. I'm going to throw it in their yard. Yes, but I just found <laughs> out because I have a friend in the city with a fire pit. and I se- And I sent this to him. Having fire pits in the city is illegal? Isn't it? I thought it was. I have no idea. Um, oh. So I don't. I I don't know somebody in the city for the fire pit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I have covered. I covered this story many moons ago on Food News Update when they first released this uh, fire log almost three years ago now. And in case y'all forgot, KFC's Eleven Herbs and Spices Fire Log is made by Envirolog and designed to make your home smell like fried chicken. I okay, I'm looking it up. This is insane. Yeah, but you I'm can't order, order am, it online. Why? Where do you uh, get it? Uh, you get it at Walmart, but I think it's for pickup only. Maybe because they're fire logs and they can spontaneously combust. So actually, this weekend I had a fire in my front yard in my grill for my holiday uh, pumpkin carving party, I, and my roommate was obsessed with the fire and he was running it. I'm going to get him this because he also loves KFC. This is yes. a great holiday gift. Is it not? So listen, just contact somebody out there near a Walmart and safely drive or I'll I'll drive or or, or, I don't know. I'm picking you up. I'm picking you up. We're going. Yes. Can we please? The log is uh, the the log is only fifteen eighty eight plus tax. Honey, we'll buy twenty. I just bought a car a couple months ago, so I got you. Let's do it. There's plenty of room for logs. (laughs) We can stop at a KFC. They have great. French fries now. Oh my! What? I this is crazy. I'm gonna take a nap after this. Right? Um, I am here for this, and I am so happy that this is one of the first like holiday gift ideas I am seeing out there. Is all I have to say. <laughs> this is our gift guide. I mean, like, what else? Wow. Okay. Bravo has a line of Real Housewives wine you can order online right now. Real House wine. That's real amazing. <laughs> Please tell me they're calling it Real House Wine. No. <laughs> real House Wines? No. No, oh, come and, on. <laughs> Bravo. What are you doing? The opportunity for that was huge. Real House Wines. No, um, call, it's realhousewiveswine.com. And it's um, in doing? honor of the launch of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City um, set to air on November 11th. And to celebrate the new iteration of the series, Bravo teamed up with Knocking Point Wines. The company is based in Washington State and helped create three varietals, a red, a white, and a rosé. The Real House Red goes for 26 bucks and includes notes of dark fruits like plum and huckleberry infused with high cacao chocolate. That sounds like gorgeous things to me. (laughs) Gorgeous. You know, I don't drink, um, so this is so funny. I love the way that people describe wine, though, because it's like hysterical. Yeah, the white is a 2019 dry Sauvignon Blanc with crisp and mineral heavy notes of oyster shell and passion fruit. (laughs) And the rosé is described as tasting like summer in a glass. I can't. Oh my God. Are you a real housewives queen? Um, You know what? I'm not. And so I'm so sorry. I'm going to just apologize to everyone. I get oh my God. Every time I post something, I went to Great Barrington, Massachusetts, and people were like, like Bluestone Manor. Well, they were, yeah, and they were like, is it Dorinda or something? Yeah, Dorinda Medley. Shout out to you, yeah. Dorinda. She, she, she's, a, she's a woman of the people. She lived, people were like, Dorinda. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then I had to find out it was a housewives thing. I'm not, I, I'm not a housewives gay. Um, I make 
I, I don't know why I just, I'm not, but I, I get a lot of people who message me thinking me thinking I am. And then I have to show my true colors and be like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. Uh, well, this season <laughs> of Potomac is everything. And if you're not watching, you need to be. Do you, do you listen to Pet Shop Boy or do you follow yes, him? Yes, of course. So, Shout out to Pet Shop Boy. Yeah, we love Pet Shop Boy. He has a, I uh, listen to his podcast and he talks about Potomac and says it's just the absolute best. Yes, season. he is hysterical. If you're not following Pet Shop Boy on Instagram, please go to Instagram and follow me first and then yeah. Grossi and then, Pelosi. And then, Grossi, and then Pet Shop Boy. And he follows me and we, LOL. But I don't know him super well. We have a lot of mutuals. But hysterical. I mean, his stories, I... Scream. They're so good. Scream. Well, um, I'm surprised he hasn't mentioned this Real Housewives wine. Maybe I need to get yeah. him on the pod to talk about this Real Housewives wine. Get him over here. I will do what I can, which is uh, probably not a lot to get him on here, but we'll try. Um, uh, you know what? I'm here for it. And with that, I think this is a great way to end. <laughs> Food news update. It goes by so fast. Wow, honestly. I'm ready for more, though. That was incredible. Right? Well, uh, the boys tell me I leave them, like, insatiable. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But is, this the, is this the end of us, or do we have more to talk about? Just a little bit more to talk about. Okay, cool. Because I love... um the advocacy work that you do for SAGE and the Okra Project. Can you talk to us about that? Yes. So the Okra Project is an incredible organization that provides um, sort of culturally specific meals for um, African-American or Black um, trans uh, folk. Um, And that's been an incredible organization. And I have promoted uh, people to donate to that organization. I sold some um, napkins. People love a lot of the stuff that I have and a lot of it is handmade. So I had some stuff made and I sold it in an auction to donate to them. Um, And I have a a segment of my website that's called the grocery list. Um, It's on my site. And the first two things are donate to Sage, donate to the Okra Project. Um, And Sage is an organization that I've loved for a really long time and really goes back to my dining table because Sage is in support of LGBTQ elders. They are the largest organization in the nation that um, sort of provides for uh, wellness and sort of like uh, improving the lives of LGBT elders. They have a program and the reason why I know about them is called Sage Table. Sage Table is a yearly dinner table where people host, or a dinner party where people host dinners where they invite younger and older LGBT members of the community to meet and hopefully form relationships that sustain um, throughout the year so that elder LGBT people who are twice um, less likely to have a partner and four times um, more likely to not have kids. So they're very isolated. And then during COVID, it was just like crazy, right? Like even more isolated. So what Sage did was really transition their services during COVID to providing meals, making sure that medical care was happening, they didn't have the Sage Table event, but I just think that event is so amazing because it's really a culmination of all the things I love. So I was able to pretty quickly realize people wanted stuff for me. They wanted to buy stuff. They wanted to buy merch. I started a merch line um, in the in the spring called This Two Shop Pasta, which was really this idea that food as a connector was helping us all get through this experience. All the proceeds from it go to support Sage. In the spring, I did six weeks of sales. We raised $14,000 which was awesome. And then I launched some new product in the fall and we raised 6K. So, so far we've donated $20,000 to Sage and they've given me the info of where that money is going to and so much of it is going to providing food 
for LGBT elders, which just makes me the happiest, plus a ton of other things. And we're still selling the product on my site. So if you're interested, or you can just donate directly to Sage or the Oka Project via my website as well. So super, like, just feel like the luckiest person in the world to be able to do that. I, uh, that's absolutely incredible. And congratulations on, on all of the hard work that you're putting in. Can you please promise me that when the world open back, when the world opens Ugh. back up, yeah. that you and I can like join forces here yes. to, to throw one of these uh, kitchen table events? Yes, yes, we, will, we can do it at my dining table or on your roof with your copper table. Um, we can absolutely have the event. And, you know, I think it's such a, an amazing thing. And I love the idea of forming relationships with elder gays and younger gays because there's just so much we can share with each other. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. What was coming out like for you? Um, you know, it was, I came out right before I went to college. I was going to college and I knew that I had to sort of like speak my truth before I left. I came out to most of my friends and they were all very accepting. They sort of were like, we know. Some of them were like, we thought you were asexual, which I think sort of traumatized me, but (laughs) I got over it. I was like, so you didn't think I had a sexuality at all? Um, but it just kind of goes to show you how much you can really close yourself down to the idea of, of sex or sexuality. Um, so I came out to them. I came out to my family. They were super accepting. I think my father took it the hardest, but it was never in a way where he didn't love me or support me. I think he just had to process it. Um, and that took a bit, but the entire time I felt fully, fully supported. So I'm so lucky. My sister was like, duh, like, of course. You know, I had an uncle who is now passed, but I think it's safe to say it was at least queer in a lot of ways, or at least supportive of of me in that respect, without never really like saying it. But I had these really great resources around me. Um, so I'm so lucky. And I think um, I was able to come out at a relatively young age for the time. I mean, this was like 2000. So coming out at 18 was young. Um, you know, people are coming out at like six right now. So yeah, it's, I, you know, it's I can't keep up, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. I'm, I'm so lucky. We certainly weren't afforded those privileges that the younger generation is definitely um, experiencing now. Oh and um, even, even in this whole new world, um, our stories really matter. And I say this quite often on the pod because we never know who's listening out there and you never know who may really like attach to your story and your being. And, and this Absolutely. is a big reason why I do this podcast as well to tell our stories through a different light. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my God. Of course. I think there's nothing better than being able to use whatever privilege we have or whatever experience we have to help people who have like the similar privilege or less privilege get through whatever they're going through. And so I think that's really amazing to be yeah. able to use whatever platform we have to help those people. And to show people that no matter what, like there are there are people thriving and shining oh in my gosh. every uh, uh, LGBTQ um, people just thriving and shining in every facet, in every corner of this world. Yeah. And there's not a more like welcoming or accepting, you know, like you can come in and, and I, I always say this, like if I had known how many as a chubby little boy, how many guys were going to like think I was like handsome or attractive or accept me for who I was. I didn't have to be like skinny or have abs or any of these things. It's such a beautiful thing. And I didn't know that when I was little. So it's like, that really affected me. And I think I just would, I love sharing that with younger 
insecure gay men because I'm like, honey, there's someone for you. There's so many people for you. And that's just one facet of it. But it's a conversation I have a lot because it's just like, yeah, well, there's the whole gay body dysmorphia of it all, which we talk ad nauseum here yeah. on this pod. And listen, I am intermittent fasting and on a diet, but it is not for abs. I have had the abs. I don't want them again. You can I, keep them. They're, it's way too much work. Yeah. I'm literally just, I I need to fit in my clothes because I don't have yeah. any clothes. Yeah, I hear you. It's a weird time. <laughs> it's a totally weird time, but I think I, I talk about that a lot. And I yeah. actually talk, I talk a lot about like, how no diet is the right diet but i mean it's like it's really just about your decision and your health and what's right for you and i think my point of view on food comes through in a nice way and i think hopefully provides a safe space for if there is a young gay out there who feels strange about their body in any way hopefully they can come to my online presence and feel welcome i i hope uh we'll see and I and I try to somewhat do that with me too because yeah, I do a, I do a lot of non drag is what I call it because it's dra- <laughs> it's it's drag esque but it's not because I just don't have the pension to or the budget again to yeah. do full on but like sometimes I I love to be around the apartment and some nails or like yeah, my wig and oh my gosh of course uh, yeah. or or you know what sometimes I'm bored for the day and I'll put on a a, a little bit of a face beat and and cook and take a photo. <laughs> Oh, my God, I love that. That's and amazing. so you're seeing the real me, you know, living my life the way I, I normally live my life and the real you. Absolutely. And I'm the same way. I mean, my Instagram presence is me. There's no, no thing, which I love. And I think people feel that. And it's really nice. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. This has been so amazing. Before we close out, um, you know, so Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Any quick tips for the kids out there? Uh, my quick tip is I am going to provide you with so much Thanksgiving information. So just stay tuned. I've got so much planned starting right after Thanksgiving or right after Halloween. I mean, it all for you. So my tip is to follow Grossy Pelosi and the website for more. Um, hopefully that's good enough of a tip for you because it is coming down the pipeline, I promise. Ooh, that was just the tip, Dan. Yes, yeah. honey. Honey, <laughs> lubricate just yourself for Thanksgiving. We're coming straight in and we're not stopping <laughs> Ooh, where do we go with that? Oh, oh, you using that. gravy as lube? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, I, interesting. I've done a lot of things. Ooh, I haven't done that, but okay, I'm into it. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast at, that I'm here for, and you are welcome into my big gay world anytime you want. You have been such a joy and such a pleasure to meet and connect with and, you know, just kiki and learn about today. So thank you so much for giving me uh, a little bit of your time from your very, very busy days. I really, really appreciate it. Oh my God, you're so welcome. I feel everyone who's out there listening that watching you and like your face and the way that you do this is just so incredible and such a light. So I've had the best time. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. This is a labor of love indeed. And there are days where I really, like, I'm sure this happens with you too, where I'm like, oh, do I really have to do this today? But the minute it starts, I couldn't, it brings me so much joy that I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I can now. tell, I believe it. So congratulations. And thank you for welcoming so thank- me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you are welcome anytime, honey. You may have to come back and be a, a, a you know, a seasonal co-host. I will come back whenever <laughs> you want. I can't wait to hear this and I can't wait to have some new people joining us, hopefully. That'll be so fun. Um, and it'll be yeah. great. 
thank you. Yeah, that's great. So out there in podcast land, you heard the tags. Go on Instagram and follow Dan at Grossi Pelosi. You can also go to his website. Shout it out, Dan. DanPelosi.com. That's right. And um, support the, his whole movement, This Too Shall Pasta. It's all there. I am going to link it out. Please stay safe out there no matter what is happening Take your namaste moments after this election, people. We all need it. Pour a glass of Real Housewives wine for the both of us. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth.